Okay, we're beginning here on the top of Nunzayin Amad Aleph. Kamar is continuing with the series of dreams where people seeing things in dreams. The beginning here is Areh Huna, Bechalom. Someone who sees Huna. Now, Huna is a name. The Gemara is going to modify or qualify this in a second and say that he saw the name in writing. And he didn't see Huna, but it's uh, the word Huna written out. Naselo from the Nun in Huna, so then a miracle will happen to him. Chanina, Kananya, and Yochanan, which will have double Nuns in them. If he sees them, Nisei, Nisim, Naselo. Super miracle or multiple miracles that will take place for him. Haroet has paid Bechalom. Someone who sees a eulogy in a... Chalom in a dream. In a shemaim chasu alav upidau. In a shemaim, they had rachamim on him, and they redeemed him. Meaning that was supposed to be his outcome, but they redeemed him. And the word hespeid that he sees in writing can also be in a contraction of chasu and padu together, bring the world together of hespeid. Now, as Rashi says, modifies everything that we've read until now. Meaning that huna chanina. And Hesved, all of these are modified by this statement that it was in writing. Person answers Yehesh Mei Rabo in his dream, then he's guaranteed to be in Ben Olam Abba. And we have the statement in the Gwaran Shabbat that other statements like this about Yemen Yehesh Mei Rabo and Amen outside the context of a dream. So certainly if someone sees it in a dream, that's a siman tov. A korek kriyachma, person who's reading kriyachma in his dream, ro'ui shetishrei alav shechina, then that person is worthy to have the shechina rest upon him, el she'en doro zakai lekach, but his generation is not worthy of him having that. So that's why he's reading the kriyachma in his dream. Hamniach tefillin bechalom, he's putting on his tefillin in his dream, yitzpeh gedula, person should look forward to greatness to higher stature. So that's the pasuk that we know that's quoted all the time. That the Amiyaretz will see the Tefillin Rosh on you and they will fear you. So therefore it says, So if you have a dream about the Tefillin, you should think about something where people will be fearful of you, that you have a certain position of power or stature. Someone who is davening in his dream, that is a good sign for him. That's as long as he didn't finish davening. He wakes up before he finishes davening. So he's in the middle of davening and then he wakes up. That is considered to be a good siman. Because it's an indication of a certain amount of closeness with Hashem. Now this is talking about when you see it in a dream. Not like... A lot of people in the morning are davening in their dream and putting on twill in their dream. It means you have to be sleeping and have the dream. It's not like uh, you're coming, coming to Shacharit and having <laughs> this happen this way. Alright, the next Gemara, I'll just give us a quick introduction to this. The next piece of Gemara is very, very difficult. I'm just going to qualify you with what the Gemara will qualify itself as well. But we've seen a number of things with regards to dreams. One of them is... Everything goes after the interpretation. Whatever is said, whatever is spoken about the dream, and the interpretation of the dream is as important as the dream itself. The second thing that we said, it's said by the same individuals. Rava is a Baal Memra in both instances. Rava is the one who says, which we saw yesterday in the Gemara. As well as Rava was a Baal Memra, the one who says that if you see things during the day, it has impact on your dream. So he's on both sides of that. Rava said it in both places. So... You can't discount it too much, but you also can't give too much credence to it. In a dream, you have to discern. There has to be a discernment in a dream, whether the dream's happening because of the subconscious of the individual, of what they've seen during the day, a reflection of their reality, or the other way around, that the dream is meaningful, or has some meaning to it. Arova says both sides. Arova says that nobody sees 
elephants that grow through the eyes of a needle and golden palm trees in their dream because that's not the reality that they experience. On the other hand, Rova had the whole story with Bar Hadaya yesterday where he says that and he knows that the interpretation has meaning to the dream. So I put those as background to hear that whenever it comes to a dream, you can't take it too seriously. But on the other hand, you can't completely discount it. That's the background in which we're coming into this. Haba Alimo, someone who sleeps with his mother Bechalom in a dream, Yitzbele Bina. He should look forward to Bina, Bina being understanding, and Mivin Davar Mitoch Davar, prisons able to extrapolate the wisdom that they have. Shinemar, Gim Lebina Tikra, and the Gemara is reading it as being Aim Lebina. Haba Al Nara Miruasa, someone who, in his dream, sleeps with a woman who is halachically engaged, but prior to her being married, it's the Torah. That person to look forward to strides, accomplishments in Torah. Shnemar, Torah Tzivalanu Moshe, Morasha Kilat Yaakov, the famous Pasuk, and the Gemara's Drash on that is, Altukra Morasha Ela Meurasa. There's engagement. There is a connection between B'nai Israel and the Torah, between a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and that's described in many places that B'nai Israel are the bride, Kodesh Baruch Hu is the Chatan, or the Torah is the Chatan, B'nai Israel the bride. The idea that there is more than simply a relationship, but a bond between Kodesh Israel and a Kodesh Baruch Hu, equivalent to marriage. And the same thing here with regards to Torah, that it's Urasa. Someone who sleeps with his sister in his dream, Yitzpelu Chokhmah, Shnemar Mor Lechokhmah, Achotiat. So it's say to the Chokhmah, you are my sister, but again, the term Achot is used in the context of Chokhmah. Obviously, in a simple meaning, the Achot here is not referring to a sister. It's a allegorical statement of Achotiat, that we're close. But the Gemara is interpreting that in terms of the dream here. Bal Eishadish, someone who sleeps with a married woman, Bechalom, Muftach Loshu Ben Olam that that person's guaranteed to be a Ben Olam Abba. As Rashi explains, that that person is getting his own reward, the Olam Abba, plus his friend's reward. The fact that he has his friend's wife now is indicative of the fact that he's getting more than his portion in the world to come. Now again, Vahani Mile Delo Yadola, one qualification that he doesn't know her. And the number one is, Lo Hirher Ba Meorta. He didn't have any Hirherim about her during the day. So this goes back, and I would qualify all of these situations here. So obviously only talking about Eishadish here. I just say that you have to qualify all of these statements of Lohir Ba Meorta, that there's obviously, obviously all of these dreams have to be taken in a context in which there is no other reason that the person would have this dream. That it's not coming from a bad place, it's not coming from something negative, but rather it's a dream that happens without any uh, prior connection to these issues. And that's why it would be important. That's why I said before, this part here is a little difficult because of the nature of these dreams, but you have to qualify it with what we've seen until now. That you have to low here by meorte. This wasn't premeditated in some way caused by the person's thinking about these issues beforehand. Someone who sees wheat in a dream. Shalom. It's something that's peaceful. Shalom. So again, not the Pashtuta Pasuk, but they have Chelev Chitim, juxtaposed to Shalom. So therefore, the Gemara is associating Chitim with the Shalom. So just like in the Perak Tehilim, Le'atid Lavo, there'll be Shalom, and there'll also be plentiful wheat, and therefore nobody will have to quarrel or be upset or have kina with each other, and that's why there'll be Shalom. So, so too, the symbol of wheat is something that's associated with Shalom. barley. Saru Avonotav. His sins have been removed. Anybody have that dream last night? Shanamar. 
This is found in Ishayo and Perik Vav, which has a vision so much akin to the Maisemar Kavab it's the source for Kedusha, where we say, Karazel Zevi Amar, Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh Hashem Tvakot, local arts Kvado, couple of Sukim beforehand. And there, one of the Srafim touches Ishayo's mouth and says, afterwards, that your sins will be removed and all your iniquities forgiven. Again, this is a play on the words because obviously Seora is not mentioned in the Pasuk here, but the Gemara is interpreting it, probably together, make up the word Seora. If you combine the two words, it's some sort of contraction of those words. I didn't go move from Bavel to Erzizel at the Chazai Sari Bechalma until I saw Seorim in a dream. Then I knew my Avonot were gone and I was ready to go to Eretz Yisrael. We've seen earlier in the Sechta that Rabbi Zeira moved to Eretz Yisrael. Over the objections of his Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda, in addition he fasted a hundred fasts in order to try to forget all the Torah that he had learned in Bavel because he said that the people or the Amoraim and Eretz Yisrael were much nicer to each other and their Torah was much more emet. Bavel, they were not so nice to each other in Chutz Laretz. Eretz Yisrael was a much calmer and congenial place to live. And therefore, when he came here, he wanted to forget his Torah of Chutz And to come and learn, he learned then by Rabbi Yochanan after he came up and made Aliyah to Eretz Yisrael. gefen te'una. Someone who sees a loaded grapevine v'chalom. Ein ishto mapelet nefelim. And his wife will not miscarry. Shneemar. Eshtecha kegefen poriyah. So again, the illusion in that parak and tehillim is that the woman is like a gefen poriyah. Poriyah from the word piriyah or viyah. You know, she is fruitful. Person who sees a sorekah. If you see the branches of vine, yitzpeh Mashiach. So much to look forward to Mashiach. Shneemar. Osrei the gefen iro. The sorekah b'nei atono. So the Gemara is connecting between sorekah and aton, which is from the pasuk, we saw it actually in yesterday's daf, that the Mashiach comes, rochev al atono. That he comes riding on the donkey. So the donkey connection to the Soreka, the Gemara sees that as being a indication of Mashiach. And that is the way that they interpret the bracha that Yaakov is giving to Yehuda about the Atid Lavo, the Zman HaMashiach. Someone sees a fig in his dream. His Torah will be held. I mean, he won't forget his Torah. Person who guards the Teina will eat the fruits. Someone who sees pomegranates in his dream. Zutre, if they're small, then his business transactions will be like the Rimon. Ravrave, if he sees large pomegranates, Rabbi Iskei Kirimona. His business will expand like that of the Rimon. Seems to indicate that the first one is a negative statement, which is that if it's Zutre, if it's a small one, the Priyaskei Kirimona, that is, business will be like the Rimon, that'll be small or it won't be as successful. And if they're large, then Rabbi Iskei Kirimona, just based on the context, it seems like the first one is not as Nitzbarech or even maybe slightly negative, whereas the second one is a very positive statement that he's going to have a lot of success in his business. Balge, have a Rimon. Im Tamar Chacham Ho, if he's a Tamar Chacham, Yitzpeh the Torah, then he should look forward to Torah, Shnemar. Ashkecho, Miyayin Harekach, Mesis Rimoni. I will give you to drink of my spiced wine and of the juice of my pomegranate. So, Yain Rekach, the spiced wine, refers to Torah. Therefore, uh, the Asis Rimoni is a juicy Rimon. So that's a indication of of a connection between Limud Torah, which brings Nacha to Hashem, like the spiced wine, and the juice of the pomegranate when you slice the pomegranate in half to squeeze it for its juice.
Obviously, if Torah is not relevant to him, then is not relevant in terms of Torah, then he the mitzvot. And he should look forward to mitzvot. Your temples or your cheeks are like a piece of the pomegranate. So this is what we do on the simanim, on the night of Rosh Hashanah. It's based on this pasuk, this description in Shira Shirim, uh, the woman, but even the most empty of you, meaning referring to Jews, are full of mitzvot like a rimon. And that's why we use the rimon as a siman. The hiratzon that said with the rimon is that should do malayim mitzvot ka rimon based on this drasha. A person who sees olives in his dream, zutre, if he has small ones, pare verabe, and his business will be like the olives. Meaning that it will be fruitful and sustained like the olives. That's only if he saw the olive itself. If it's the tree, the olive tree, then he has less of children. Continuation of what we said before. That the children are compared to the Eitzazayit. And therefore, a person who just sees the fruit, then that he'll be like the zayit, whereas if he sees the tree, the tree is much more expansive, that will indicate a larger number of children. A person who sees a olive in his dream, then he will have a good name. It's a reference in Yirmiyahu to how Hashem speaks about Bnei Israel. Zayit Ranan, a leafy olive tree, ifei, fair, pritoar, that is fruitful, describing Hashem's affinity for Bnei Israel, and then speaks about all the things that they've done wrong, and that Hashem will have to bring a fire to burn down that tree. But again, you see an association here between the olive and something positive and a good name that is called to someone. Someone who sees olive oil in a chalom, and he should look forward to the or of Torah. So that's the idea that the shemen zayit zach that's used in the menorah, the menorah that represents chokhmah or Torah, but that shemen zayit here is representative of Torah. Someone who sees dates in his dream, tamu avonotav. His avonot are done, completed, shenemar. It's interesting the Gemara uses in this context. We use it on the night of Rosh Hashanah. Should we also use it for the word Tam? Shitamu. We should cut off. Or finish off. Whether it's our enemies or those that hate us. But the same term is used, but used in the context of enemies rather than in the context of Avonot. Amar of Yosef. Someone sees a goat in a dream. Shana mitbarechet lo. Then it's going to be a good year. Izim. Then if he has multiple goats that he sees in the dream. Shani mitbarechet lo. Then he have multiple years that will be positive. Shneimar b'day chaleiv vizim lachmecha. So the pasuk encouraged the rich individual to raise flocks and to do other things that will have benefits in the future. One of those things is he should bring up goats because the goats will provide milk for your food, for the food of your household, and for the maintenance of your maidens. That's the pasuk. So the Gemara is darshaning from the A's that it's associated with the production of food or connection to food, and therefore if someone sees an A's in their dream, that's a positive sign. And again, izim, multiple izim, is even more positive sign of the sustenance and food provisions for the family. The milk or the izim are an indication of what will be for your sustenance for the lech in the upcoming year. Person who sees a myrtle in his chalom, then his business will be successful. If he does not have what to make a business with, then should anticipate getting a nice Yerusha. As Rashi explains, the Hadas, or the nature of the Hadas, 
And this is what the Gemara is going to qualify now, which is Amar Ula of Amri Laba Matnita Tana. Either Ula qualified it, or in the Bright Tree, that he sees them in their original state, which is what we're looking for now. It's coming into Sukkot. It's to have the rings of three leaves that go around the Hadas that are one on top of the other, up, up, and up. So that is the indication of that the Nichasim Mutzlachim, because that's the beautiful, that's the Hadar of the Hadas, is that it has level and level on top, top and level of three leaves. So that's an indication of success. Again here, somebody sees an etrog in his chalom, that person is beautiful or enhanced in front of his creator. And that's because, obviously, the terminology that's used in the Torah to describe the etrog is, that the hadar, that's the name or the way it's described in the Torah. So etrog has that representation of hadar. Someone who sees his ulab in a dream, he only has a single heart to his father in heaven. Someone who sees a goose in his dream, he should look forward to Here again, it's not clear. It's a connection, but it means that chokhmot, that wisdom will be declared, will be announced outside, like the goose that makes a lot of noise. It honks all over the place, makes lots of noise. So I think that's the Gemara's comparison between the Havaz and the Bechut Tarona. Babala, someone who sleeps at the goose, have a Rosh Yeshiva. That person will be a Rosh Yeshiva. Amravashi, Anira, Atiya. I saw it. That's it. I saw a goose, Uvatiya, and I slept with it. Pesalik, the Glula, and see, look at me. I'm now a big Rosh Yeshiva. Then he should look forward to a male offspring. Tarnagolim, says multiple. Tarnagolim, Yitzpeh, the Banim, Zacharim. Then he should look forward to a large number of male children. Tarnagolet, here as opposed to, it's really a rooster in the first two cases. And in this case, Tarnagolet, if he sees a, a chicken, he sees the female. Yitzpeh, the Tarbitza, Na'an, Vigila. The person should look forward to, Rashi says a Tarbitza, two choices, either a Gina, a nice garden, or a Nami Beit Midrash. If you put them together, they make up the word Tarnagol. So if you put Tarbitza, Na'an, so all of those together, contract them, they make the word Tarnagol. So that's why a person who, Tarnagolet, should look forward to either a beautiful, happy, rejoicing, rejoicing type of uh, garden, and the same is true if you learn it as a Beit Midrash instead. His request is being heard. And that they're still deciding about it. If the eggs break, then his request has been accepted. That is true of nuts as well. That is true of zucchini here or something. Or cucumbers. Or any glass utensil. Anything that breaks, is broken open or breaks. Similar to this, all have that same din, which is that if they're seen in their closed form, that means that his request is under consideration. If they break and open, that means that his request has been granted. Someone who goes into a city. Then all of his requests, that which he wants, has been done. Shinemar. This is Ram Dehilim Kuvzayin, what we saw about Arbat Zechim Leodot. is that Hashem got them to their desired destination, and that's why they're giving Oda'a la Hashem. Gemara here is playing on the idea of Chavtzam, not just Mechoz Chavtzam, which is their destination, but Chavtzam here means their desire. So that Hashem will grant their desire. Someone is getting a haircut in his dream. Siman Yofilot, that's a good sign. 
if it's both his head and his beard, that's for him and his whole family. So that goes back to what we saw before with Yosef. But Yosef at Tzadik, it says that when they bring him out of when they take him out of the boar, that over there they give him a haircut. So that is a positive. So therefore they're associating here with the rising of Yosef to be the Mishnah Lamelech in Mitzrayim. So that's why that's a positive dream. Someone is sitting in a small boat. Shame tov yotzeilo. Then a good name. His name will be positive. Barivak dola. Someone swimming in a large boat. Lo luchomish pachto. Then it's for him and his whole family. That's assuming that it's riding the waves. It's on top of the water. Idea being that a person who's floating on the top of the water, he rides easily for long distances, and that refers to the fact that his name will spread widely in a good way. Someone who relieves himself in the dream, Simon that is a good sign. The one who is bowed down will be speedily released. Here the Gemara is playing on the word so'eh, here which means to be bowed down, and they're translated rather as so'ah, referring to feces. And the Gemara is reading it as being something positive because he's expelled all that was bad. That's as long as he didn't wipe or get himself dirty in the dream. Someone who goes up to a roof in his dream. It's a person who will be of stature, that he will have a position of power, of authority. If he comes down from the roof, then he'll be discharged of this position. He'll be relieved of that position. Once you're up there, you're up. You don't come back down again. Someone who rips his clothing in a dream. They rip up his gizardin. You know, it's, this is not one of the simonim that they do on Rosh Hashanah. Someone who is standing naked in his dream. This is very, very interesting. Gemar Bavel, Omeid Belochet. If you're naked in Bavel, then that means that you're without sin. Eretz Yisrael. If you're in Eretz Yisrael, Arum below Mitzvot. Then you are naked without Mitzvot. And Rashi explains the difference. It's, it has to do with the default status. It's an unbelievable statement. Look at Rashi at the top, on the left side. It says, Belochet. Chutzlaretz has no merits. The default status of Chutzlaretz is Avon. When you live there, that's what you can expect, that's what you can look forward to, is sin, and mitzvot are few and far between. So if you're naked there, that means that you are stripped of the default, which is that of sin. On the other hand, Beret Yisrael, Harbei mitzvot Eretz Yisrael is just a, like a rimon. It's full of mitzvot. Everywhere you turn, you can do a mitzvah. So then if you're a room, if you're naked in Eretz Yisrael, that means that you are naked of the default status of mitzvot. But very stark statement, right? Rashi of the difference between Chutz Eretz and Eretz Yisrael. Anitpas l'sardiyot. Someone who is being held captive or guarded by a sardiyot is some, you know, position within the government. So the government is holding him a... Either an officer or a sheriff of some sort that's holding him in, uh, in, in check. Shmir nasitlo. Then he'll be guarded. That's, they're providing him with protection. Now, Tnuah bikolar. They chain him up or they put him into the neck brace. Hosivolo shmira al shmirato. That's a super shmira. That's only if they put him into the, the locks. Aval chavlo ba'alma. If they just tie him with the regular rope. Well, that's not a good, that's not a real shmira. Has to be something where we're talking about significant steps forward in terms of Obviously, in this case, it would not be incarceration or execution, but in the dream, it's indicating that he's being uh, watched very carefully. Someone who goes into... Agam, today in the modern sense, Agam is a swamp. In the Gemara, Agam is used even for like small bodies of water. 
even if they're not right, ponds and so on and so forth, lakes. It doesn't have to be necessarily a swamp that in, in terms of agam. Right? So here, Rashi explains that by the agam, you have many different kanim. You have reeds that are all around it, big and small, that are in close proximity to each other. Since they're in close proximity to each other, that's an indication of all the big and small people will come to you. And that's the Rosh Hashiva, the Rosh Hashiva who everybody approaches and gives respect to. Whereas if you dream about a ya'ar, you dream about a forest, then you'll be the Chazara Rebbe. And the Rosh B'nei Kala means that the one who goes over with the students, what was said by the Rosh Hashiva in the Shi'ur afterwards, for those that didn't understand, didn't get it completely, he goes over with them. The difference being that in the Yar, what you do have big and small trees, but they're further apart. They're not as close, in close proximity. They're not in tight proximity. So just like the Rosh B'nei Kala, his position is over time, meaning that he does small pieces here and there. He does Chazara, but he's not the leader all the time. It's not when everybody's approaching him. So that's the difference between the Yar and the Agam. Papa Ravuna braided Rav Yeshua Chazuchalma. Both had dreams. Papa the Ayla Agma. Papa in his dream went to this lake, this water body. Nasir Rosh Hashiva. He became the Shishiva. Ravuna braided Rav Yeshua the Ayla Yar. He went into a forest. Nasir Rosh Lebein Kala. Igadamri Tervayula Agma Ayli. They both went into and saw a body of water. Elder Papa the Tali Tavlo. Nasir Rosh Yeshiva. So he had a bell that made noise. That's the way Rashi explains it. Others say that it's a drum that they use to announce or to introduce somebody important who's coming. So he was the Rosh Hashiva. Rav Huna the Rav Yeshua, Delotali Tavlo, didn't have a bell around his neck. Nasirosh Rosh Kala. So the idea of the bell being around the neck is that everybody, he makes a lot of noise and everybody has to listen. I mean, he brings attention to himself. That's because he gives the drasha. So that's the difference between having the bell or not having the bell. Amar Vashi, Anna, Arit Agma. I went in, in my dream, I went into the... Agam into this body of water, towards the body of water, Vitali Tavla, and I had a bell around my neck, and I made sure to ring that bell nice and loud. I, I, I made a loud sound. I wanted to be the big Rosh Hashiva because he make a lots of noise. Someone has his blood let in a dream. Then his sins are forgiven. That means that his sins are laid out before him, meaning he's got plenty. My sturim, sturim li machel. They're ready to be forgiven at this point in time. Vitani, tana kameda of sheshet, they're ready in the chash v'chalom. Someone sees a snake in his dream, parnasatom izumenet lo. Then his parnasa is available to him. This goes back to the midrash and the punishment of the snake. Hashem, when he punishes the snake, says that, v'me'alfar tochal, that you're going to eat from the dust of the earth. So that means that his parnasatom izumenet lo. The nechash has, wherever he goes, he has food. So Rashi says, why is that a punishment? So the Gemara, he actually brings the Medrash, Medrash Chazal, that says, if a king says to one son, here, you know, I want you to come every year, and I'll give you your parnosa, and you have to come and see me. The other one, he says, look, here's your field, you don't need me anymore, go away. So the difference being that there's no relationship left. When you offer the person their food everywhere, and they don't have to come to you at all, you've broken or you've severed the relationship, because they don't have to come to you, they don't have to speak to you ever. If you have a continuing relationship, then you expect the person to come back to you. So the idea of the Nechash is that Parnasatom is Zumenet, though, is that anywhere he goes, he has his Parnasa. So in the dream, that's the interpretation, the positive interpretation, is that everywhere you go, your Parnasa is available to you. Obviously, in the punishment of the Nechash, there was a negative in severing the relationship. That's also the difference that's noted between Eretz Yisrael and Mitzrayim. And then with regards to the bloodletting, I mean, in their time, bloodletting was supposed to be medically efficacious. It was something that was positive, and therefore they're looking at it, the letting of the blood, being the bad blood that is taken out, that's the equivalent of Yavonot being removed. If he gets bitten by the snake, then he gets double. 
Double parnasa. Harago, on the other hand, if you kill the snake in the dream, avda parnasa to, then you lose your parnasa. I mean, the snake being the semen of the parnasa, so the more the snake does to you, then the better. What you do to the snake is going to be negative. So if you kill the snake, you've killed the semen of parnasa in your dream. Definitely, if you kill the snake, double parnasa. Below here, and that's not the case. Problem was that Rav Sheshit had seen a snake in his dream, and he killed it. So he wanted to interpret it in a positive way. The Gemara is saying that that's not the case. That's not really what the simon is. Like yesterday's good job said, make sure you say this pasuk first, not that pasuk, because interpretation has impact on the dream. So here the Gemara is saying that these types of dreams have a positive spin to them, that they have a positive way of looking at them, and if they're interpreted that way. I think it's an indication of how to look at this positively. Also here with the Nachash, Rambam says about interpretations of dreams, it has to be a reasonable interpretation. You have to come in an explanation of why that's the case. So if killing the snake, they don't see that as a reasonable outcome, that it means that you're going to have parnasa because you killed the item that represented the parnasa. It's about the interpretation, but it has to be a reasonable interpretation of the dream. You can't just make up any interpretation you want, and it'll come true. Tanei Tanakamei the Rabbi Yochanan. There was a bright that was presented before Rabbi Yochanan. Any liquids in a dream are considered to be positive except for wine. Because by wine, sometimes you drink wine in the dream that's positive. Sometimes it's negative. There are times you can interpret it to the positive. And wine gladdens the hearts of people. Some people say that it's negative. So there, the wine's being used to offset the feelings of despondency of a velut. So there, wine is used to cheer you up. And so obviously, that's an indication of something that is negative. So he said that the Talmud, the person who brought that bright, he says, just qualify that. For a Talmud Chacham, it's always good. Come, eat of my bread, and drink of the wine which I have mixed. The Gemara is playing on the word masachti over here, be masachet, to be about learning and the Talmud Chacham. And over there, even though the wine is being used as a seduction, nevertheless it's used in an environment generally which is something positive, a meal, lechem and yayin, together. And therefore, a Talmud Chacham always has a positive spin on the dream. Gemara is interpreting over here that the shatu yayin masachti, here it refers to Masechet, or to something positive, learning, and therefore the Yayin here is viewed for a Tamil Chacham, is always viewed in a positive light because of the context in which it's seen. So repetition of what we saw back on Nunhei, which is that if a person wakes up and he has a Pasuk on his lips, that's the equivalent of a Nivuak Tana. There are three kings that you can see in a dream that have impact. Someone sees David Melch in his dream, Yitzbeda Chasidut. You should look forward to being a Chasid, a person exemplary, Midot, kind, generous, Shlomo. So he sees Shlomo Melch in his dream, Yitzbeda Chokhmah. You should look forward to wisdom. Achav, he sees Achav in his dream, Yitzbeda Chokhmah. You should be worried about negative things happening to him. Obviously, Achav is one of the evil kings of Israel. Gim on Nevi'im, there are three Nevi'im, Ores, Sefer, Melachim, Nevi'im here refers to the Sefer of Nevi'im, this person who sees the book of Melachim, it's better glue the dula. You should look forward to 
greatness, melucha, kingdom, kingship, Yechezkel. He sees the Sefer Yechezkel, Yitzpeh the Chuchmah. So look forward to Chuchmah. I'm assuming the Gemara is referencing over here the Maisei Merkava that is in the beginning of Yechezkel, Perkalf and Perchet. Yishayahu, if he sees Yishayahu, Yitzpeh the Nechamah, he should look forward to Nechamah. Yirmiyahu, Yidagmen HaPuraniyot. If he sees Yirmiyahu, then you should worry about Puraniyot. Obviously we have a problem here. It said if you see three, there are three Nevi'im, and now it just listed four. So the Aleph of the Groh eliminates Yishayahu from the list over here. It said there are only three, and that Yishayahu is not mentioned in the list according to the Groh. You see the book, the Sefer, meaning their day meant a scroll, right, with that Navi in it. You see the scroll of Yishayahu. If you see the scroll of Yechezkel, you see the scroll of Yirmiyahu. This relates to what we see in other places, that in terms of the Nevi'im, when he talks about Yishayahu, Yirmiyahu, and Yechezkel, Yirmiyahu is a Navi who basically does not have the sense of Nechama in it. He's below Puraniyot. There's really never any significant Nechama. Yishayahu, which is what leads to that there's Yishayahu Aleph and Yishayahu Bet, and that the biblical criticism that there are really are two Yishayahus is because the beginning of Yishayahu is about Puraniyot, the latter half of Yishayahu is a Nechama, and about Latidavo, it's all of the Shiva de Nechemta that we read come out of the latter half of Yishayahu. So that's what the Gemara is playing on here, that Yishayahu is Nechama, and Yirmiyahu is Yidagmina Puranut. Shlosha Ketuvim Gidolim, the larger books of the Ketuvim, Again, that's associated with David HaMelech. David HaMelech is the author of the large part of Tehillim. So that's the same idea. If you see Tehillim, it's that same association. Mishlei. Mishlei authored by Shlomo HaMelech. And contains wisdom in it. So Yitzbele Chokhmah. Iov, which is the last of three big Tuvim, Yidag Menapuranot. You should worry about bad things happening. Obviously the story of Iov is a very difficult story. Shoshak Tuvim Tanim. The smaller Tuvim. There are three smaller ktuvim. When we see shir shirim in the dream, should look forward to chasidut. Kohelet itzpelu chokma kinot idag mina pruranut. What you have here is by the kings. You had it by the neviim. Then you had it by the ktuvim gedolim. And now by ktuvim ktanim, you have three. You have chasid. You have a chasid, chokma, and then pruranut. And in each of these, they have three. In each of the series of the three, we have that that layout which is one represents the Chassidut, which is either David or Melech, right? In the first case, it would also be Melachim, right? it would be Yitzbele Gulam, then you have Rosh Sefer Te'ilim, and then Shir Shirim are all in that category. The second category of Chuchma, we had Shlomo Melech, then you had Yechezkel, then you had Mishlei and Kohelet, we're all in the category of Chuchma, and the third one of Puranut was Achav, and then you had Yirmiyahu, Iov, and then Echa. So those are the three in the Parniot section. They wanted to take Shir Shirim out of the canon. They wanted to put it into Geniza because of the content of Shir Shirim. It's a love story. But the objection was, no, that Shir Shirim is not simply a love story. It's an allegory for the relationship between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and B'nai Yisrael. And therefore it's Kodesh Kodoshim. That idea of being Hasidut, David Amel, who has the strongest bond with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, reflected in Tehillim, where he sings to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, all the praises of Tehillim are representative of that relationship between a man and Hashem. Aurea Megillat Esther. Someone who sees Megillat Esther in his dream, Nes Naselo. That's obvious. The miracle of Purim, so the person will have a Nes. Shlosha Chachamim Heim. So there are three Chachamim that you can see in a dream. Aurea Rabbi, Bechalom, Yitzped Chuchma. She look forward to wisdom. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, Yitzbel Ashirut. He should look forward to wealth. So here's one of the cases where you have a Tana that we knew. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah was a very wealthy Tana. The Gemara speaks about that a that he had to give was extreme. 
Tosfot in many places has to deal with the fact of Rabbi Lazar Nazariah, did he really live when the Beit HaMikdash was Kayam? And then what do we deal with that? How do we deal with that? The fact that it's post Beit HaMikdash and he's being mafrish, whether it's Bechorot or whether it's Masrot, wherever the Gemara's are found about Rabbi Lazar Nazariah. Mishmael ben Alisha, this is very important, this is uh, Minyana Dioma, you said this yesterday, on Yom HaKippurim, Nesariah Harugayim Alchot, Yidag ben Apuranut. Person there should worry about Puranut, because Rabbi Yishmael ben Elisha, here the Gemara associates the Rabbi Yishmael in the Asirei Hagemalchut with Rabbi Yishmael ben Elisha, who we've seen a number of times in Brachot already, was a Kohen Gadol. He was in the beginning of the Masech, the back on Daf Bab Zayin, where Barcheni uh, Bini, that was Rabbi Yishmael ben Elisha. We also saw him more recently, was the one who had contact with uh, some of the Sarah Pnim and others and gave advice about what they hate and what they don't like. There was also Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha. And here again, you have Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha. There, in the Asura Hurge Malchut, it's mentioned that he goes up to Shemaim with the ineffable name of Akarj Baruch to find out whether the Gzeira, the decree, is really Min Hashem. And so that's Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha. So he's a primary figure in the Asura Hurge Malchut. And that's why it says, Yidag Menar Baranu. Eishloshat Tamidei Chachamim Heim. There are three types of Tamidei Chachamim that you can see. Aroa ben Azai bechalom yitzbelach chasidut. Someone sees ben Azai in a dream, then he should look forward to chasidut. Ben Azai was engaged to Rabbi Akiva's daughter, but never marries her because he said, "My will be Torah." My heart was married to Torah. Over there, the Gemara says, "Yesh doresh Some people are doresh and they do what they say. Ben Azai was na'ed doresh because he never got married. Tosfot over there deals with the stira in the Gemara that Ben Azai married Rabbi Kiva's daughter, and his daughter did the same thing for Ben Azai that Rabbi Kiva's wife Rachel had done for him. So Tosfot reconciles between the two, saying that he only got engaged to her but never married her. And that's Ben Azai, so he was known as a Hasid. Ben Zoma, Itzpel Chochma, should look forward to Ben Zoma, Tamad Chocham. Acher, Idag now, I think, if I'm not mistaken, these are three out of the four people who are Nichlas the Pardes. These are three of the four who, Acher, who comes out and obviously is affected by it and leaves the faith. So he is, Yidag Ben Apronot, Ben Azayin, Ben Zoma, one's a Chassid, one's a Chocham, so those two are positive. No, the Nichnas the Pardes. The distinction that to draw between the Chachamim that were mentioned before, all Rebbe had the title of Rebbe, all the Tamide Chachamim here are those that don't have the title of Rebbe associated with them, Ben Zoma, Ben Azayacher. Alright, so now, all types of non-domesticated wild animals that are in a dream are positive. We saw this yesterday. Exception of an elephant, both is a monkey, but kipod. Now, kipod in modern Hebrew is a porcupine, but the way Rashi explains it, it's a martin, a martina. So Rashi says that it's a kipod chayashi domelukov, v'yesh zanav aroch, it has a long tail, v'shma martina, more like a monkey-like animal. V'amarmar, so the Gemara asks the same question it did on Nunvav, which is, aroev yipio b'chalom pela naselo, whoever sees an elephant in his dream playing on the word pio, he'll have pela wonders what happened to him. So Gemara says, lokash, had the masre, got the lo masre, it's the same answer we gave at the end of yesterday's daf, which is whether it's saddled or not. If it's saddled, then it's positive, if it's not saddled, it's negative. Any metals that you have in your dream are positive. Now, the exceptions here are Mimar, Pesel, Vikardom. Based on the exceptions that they're giving here, the metals that they're talking about are not necessarily raw metals, but talking about metal utensils, tools. So the ones that are accepted from that are these tools. Pesel is something, a chisel of some sort that's used to carve or chisel rock. Kardom 
is a hatchet, or a kardum is also translated as a spade, and then a mar is a hoe. Bani mile the chazinu bekatayu. That's if you saw them with their handles on them. I mean, not just the end of the tool, but a functional tool, the wooden piece that holds the metal on it. All fruits are good in a dream. Except for the unripened dates. All types of vegetables are good in a dream. Exception of the heads of turnips. Bar yesterday talked about that. They saw heads of turnips in the dream. And Bar Hadaya interpreted for Rabba, that meant that he was going to get hit. Take some blunt hits, like the heads of the turnips. And that's the two blind people were fighting, he went to break it up, and he got hit twice, and he says, that's enough, I only had a dream about two. So, I was never wealthy until I saw heads of turnips. So how can you say that it's negative when here there's a positive statement? So now when he saw them, he saw them in their location, meaning that they were growing mechuber the karka. When they're mechuber the karka, that's a siman for ashirut of wealth. When they're detached from the karka, it's a siman like what Rava had, which is it can be used to as a weapon or as a blunt object to hit people. All types of colors are positive in a chalom. Except for techelet. And Rashi says, very interesting, important Rashi, Rashi says, techelet yaroku. It's a green color, not a bluish color. That's what you say. When you say somebody's sick, you say you look green. So that's a negative. But he's interpreting techelet to be green and not to be blue. It's an important distinction in, in, in terms of the color of techelet, according to Rashi. Yeah, bluish green. But it has to do with the, the shita, with regards to, Gemara says that the techelet is like the sky. And the question is, what sky are we talking about? Are we talking about the sky in midday, or are we talking about the sky near sunset? It's Machlok Tvishonim. So that also might have bearing here on exactly what shade of blue you think the Tchelet is. All birds are positive in a dream. So those are considered to be negative. Rashi interprets them to be Karpaisi Avnates. Pufa is at Suita Balaz. Yeshalistot Kalichye Adam. It has cheeks like mankind. That's why they're negative. And Korpai is a Talfa. So if you go with Rashi's interpretation, then the Korpai is a bat. The Tipofa is an owl. And the Karia, it also must be some form of a owl. If you look in the Oroch, he says that it's a Kosvi and Shuf. Kosvi and Shuf. And then birds are different types of owls that are mentioned in the non-kosher birds. So that would be a different species of owls. But the way Rashi, Rashi gives the same explanation of kipufa that he gives in the Torah, tzuita, tzuita, that it's an owl. And over here he says, kuparai uh, is an talfa, which is a uh, bat. The Rekiv Eger says, look at Tosfot to Nido, that there was actually a different text. David didn't text in the Gemara, and that what you're referring to, that these are supposed to be small animals rather than birds that we're referencing over here. And others suggest, well, that's why Rashi interprets the kuparai as a Meaning something from the mole or weasel family. Three things enter the body of a person and the body does not get benefit from them. Gudganiyot, which are cherries. Tafniyot, which are types of dates. Not good dates. Upagay tamara and unripe dates. So shayin ech nisim the goof, a goof nenemem, three things that don't go into the goof, but the body gets benefit of them. Pelein, rechitza, person washing themselves, sicha, anointing oneself, and tashmish. All those that give the body benefit, but they're outside. Part of the reason that's what's asura on Yom HaKippurim. Part of the five yinuim are rechitza, sicha, and tashmish, are three things that are equated to achima and shtia. Things that don't enter the goof, but give the goof. Anah, so these are the three of the five Inuim on Yom Kippurim. Shlosha me'in olam haba. Three things are light olam haba. Elohim, Shabbat, Shemesh, v'tashmish. 
that Shabbat is Me'en Olam Abab, we sing about it in the Zmirot and Shabbat. Shemesh, the Gemara speaks about that the light of the Shemesh is one-sixtieth of the light that will be the Atid for the Tzaddikim from the Shemesh. And it says that in Masih Bishid, Rashi brings the Midrash that Hashem put away the real light of the sun for the Tzaddikim, the Atid Davo. In Tashmish, the Gemara says, Tashmish Demai. What are we talking about here, Tashmish? It says, If you're talking about Kribitation, then Hamichach Kochish, that weakens the individual. Ella Tashmish Nikavim, that is, relieving oneself. Alright, so Shah Mishivim Tatoshal Adam. There are three things that settle a person's mind and make them feel better. Elen, Kol, Mareh, and Reach. So here we're talking about intangible items that make a person feel good. And that is, whether it's music or sound, the voice, Mareh, the appearance, something that they see. Vereach and smell. So all of these intangible items have an impact on the individual. Three things put a person at ease and make a person feel more settled. Dirana, nice house. Ishana, a nice wife. and nice possessions. So all of these give a person a sense of satisfaction and settling. There are five things that are one sixtieth. Shabbat, Shena, Bechalom. Eish, Echad Meshishim the Gehinom. Fire is one sixtieth of the fire of Gehinom. Dvash, Echad Meshishim the Man. Because the Man is described, Kitzapichit Bidvash. The taste of honey today is one sixtieth of how good the Man was, or how sweet the Man was. Shabbat, Echad Meshishim the Olam Abba, is one sixtieth of Olam Abba. Shena, which we've seen earlier also, is Echad Meshishim the Mitah. Is one sixtieth of death. Chalom echad mishishim lenivuah is one sixtieth of a nivuah. Shishad varim siman yafed lecholeh. There are six things that are a positive sign for someone sick. Eluhein itush. Now itush. Earlier in the Gemara we had this machol kibishonim, but the itush is going to mean to sneeze, or it also can mean pass gas, or to belch. Any one of those, but probably over here I would I put it on the sneeze side. Zea to sweat. Shulshul diarrhea. Kerry v'sheina. Vichalom. Zagmar is going to go through each of them. Atush, Tichtev, Atishotav, Tahel Or. The Atish brings on the onset of light. We actually saw this earlier. In the Gemara, Rashi quoted that as being uh, something positive, and he quoted this pasuk from the Gemara. Ze'ad, Tichtev, Ze'at By the sweat of your brow, you'll produce. But again, here, there it's a klala, but the idea of Ze'ah being associated with Tochalechem, that you'll be able to eat, that's positive for the Cholet. Shoshul dechtiv mihar tzoeh lehipateach v'lo yomot l'shachat. We just saw that before in the dream. If a person relieves himself in the dream, this was the puzzle that was quoted. You won't go down to the shachat, so this is a positive statement. Keri dechtiv yireh zera yarich yamim. One who sees zera will have a long life. So over there it's again a sign of life rather than death. Shina sleep dechtiv yashanti az yanuach li. That once I slept, then I was at ease. I felt uh, more rested, better. Chalom dichtiv v'atachlimeni v'hachayeni. So we just quoted that before. The story by Chizkiyahu and Ishayahu. This is the statement of, or the tefillah of Chizkiyahu after he's cured. Ishayahu says you're going to die. And then he does tshuva and he survives. Part of that he says v'atachlimeni. V'atachlimeni really means you made me healthy. And then v'hachayeni, you kept me alive. But the Gemara plays on tachlimeni to be from the word chalom. I had a dream... And therefore, and therefore I lived. Based on that, the Gemara sees that as a positive statement, and also over here by the Cholet, it's a positive statement. There are six things that cause a Cholet to be cured. And these really work. 
Kruf, Tradin, Sisin Yveshin, Vikeba, Veheret, Veyoteret HaKaved. So we actually had this mentioned back on Memdalad Amud Bet. The Gemara there discussed this back on Memdalad Amud Bet about Tradin. Tradin, Rashi usually interprets as Selik or Beats. Tradin in the Gemara might be spinach. So it's either spinach or beets over here. The uh, Sisim Yveshim, we also had earlier in the Gemara. The Sisim Yveshim are these uh, polio, dry polio, whatever that is. Keba is the stomach of the animal. Heret is the womb, the rechem of the animal. And Yoteret HaKaved is the extra piece on the liver. Our school always translates as diaphragm. I'm always surprised about that. Veshomim, after gim ktanim. Some people say small fish are also positive. Again, these are all things that are mentioned in the Gemara before as being positive things. It's the same statement before. These small fish. The idea of dagim is ifru v'yirbu. That same idea. We use that as one of the simanim on the night of Rosh Hashanah. So too over here. These are ten things that cause the person who's sick to return to their sickness or to deteriorate, right? to relapse or deteriorate. In a difficult sickness, Elohim. Someone who eats the meat of an ox. Basar shemain, fat meat that has a lot of fat in it. Basar tzli, roasted meat. Basar tzipurim, the meat of birds. Ubeitzat tzluya, roasted eggs. Betig lachat, heavy shaves. Veshichlaim. Shichlaim is either cress or pepperwort. Veachalav, milk. Vagvina, cheese. Vamerchatz, and bathing. Yeshomim afeguzim. And some people say even nuts. Yeshomim afkshuim, also zucchini or cucumbers. Why are they called kishuim? They're difficult for the body, like swords. Which is the ktiv in the pasuk. It's written gimel yud yud mem. Even though we pronounce it goyim, it's spelled as geim. It's not referring to two nations, but rather geim. Geim means the people of stature. That was the relationship between Antoninus, the Roman ruler in Judea at the time in Israel, and Rabbi, who had a very close relationship, who were both wealthy and leaders, one amongst the Jews and one amongst the Romans. And how do we know they were wealthy? This is an indication of their wealth, that their tables all we had, they didn't have seasons. Even these those these are seasonal items, they always had them. They had radishes, chazeret, uh, some sort of lettuce, and kishuim, and the zucchinis, or gourds that were on their table, winter and summer. Depends on the size. If the small ones are positive, the large ones are not considered to be positive. So over here, these are dreams again. If you have niftar in the house, shalom babayit. It's obviously going to be quiet, peaceful in the house. If the may be eating a drink in the house, siman That's a positive sign for the house. If the utensils are being taken out of the house, that's siman It's a negative sign for the house. So that's only talking about not when he takes out the kalim, he says there's specific types of kalim here. That is, his shoes or sandalim. If somebody else is taking his sandals, taking his shoes out of the house. That's a negative thing. Indication that the mate is taking someone else, so more people are going to join him, but he's taking the shoes and sandals along with him. Meaning that the person's no longer going to need them to go out anymore. Called the shakyo shikhva male. Bar mi mas'ano v'sandalo. If anything the mate takes is positive, bar mi mas'ano v'sandalo. Unless he takes sandalim, show your shoes. 
Anything a mate puts in the house is positive bar me afra bechardala, except for dust and mustard seed. So Rashi says that afra is a siman shuremez lehem lekvura. That he's going to be buried there, I assume the mustard, because of its pungency. So that is something that would be negative that the mate brings into the house. Okay, makrom shenekram yemenu abadad gililim. Okay, now we're finally back at the Mishnah. Right, a place that Abodazar was removed from, you make a bracha. Tarabanan, arwe markulus omer. Someone who sees the Abodazar of markulus says, baruch shnatan erech hapayim l'ovrei ritzono. Make a bracha that Hashem sustains these things. As part of the Noseabon Khatab, that Hashem is willing to sustain the world even though it's against Him and even though it's a, something that's not doing His will or His bidding. Someone who sees a place where Abodazar is removed from. Again, we said this is specific for Eretz Yisrael and Yerushalmi that Tosma brought. It says only if all of Abodazar is removed from the country, not just one place. Just like it was uprooted from here, it should be uprooted from everywhere. All places in Israel. And Hashem should return the hearts of their worshippers to you. Therefore you want them to come back to Mean in the future, all everybody's going to come back to join the ranks of Hashem. Because in the future, all the nations will turn to a Kaddish Baruch Hu and they will join the ranks of the Jews in worshiping Hashem. Tosfet over here says, We have the word Markulus that you make the bracha when you see a Markulus. In the Tosfet it says, any you make that bracha for. That means it doesn't have to be Markulus, any Avodah that was the major of Zorah in the place where the Tana, and that's why he mentioned in our Gemara, is Markus. We don't make the bracha because you don't have the intervals. Remember, the Mishnah said that you have to have these types of things that are occurring events, you have to have intervals of 30 days. He says, we wake up every morning, we pass by the Avodah Zorah. So we can never make the bracha because we're always in the presence of the Avodah Zorah. Three explains it differently and says that this is a bracha only when there's new avodah being built. It's not for passing existing avodah It's just when a roi markulus when there's a new avodah that's being established in that location. Darish Someone who sees the evil Babylonian Empire has to make the bracha chamesh brachot. Has to make five brachot. Bavel Omer Baruch Shirchiv Bavel he sees the house of Nebuchadnezzar. First thing is the destruction of Babel itself. Then we have the destruction of Nebuchadnezzar. He sees the den of lions, or the fire. And the Gova Rayot is in which Daniel was thrown. And the Kibshana Eish is into which Hananiah, Mishal, and Zariah were thrown into. Omer Baruch Shasan Nisim Lavotenim El Kamazeh. Ram Markulus, Omer Baruch Shanatani Archapayim Novri Ritzono. Makom Makom Shnatlim Imenu Afar, Omer Baruch, Omer Veoseh, Gozer, Umikayim. And Rashi says over there, Makom Shiesh Bubabel, Shein Beimah Yotzah Misham, Im Enodim Alea Afar, Mi Afar Makom. It's a place where the animals are stuck unless you put the Afar from that place on them. Behu Simana Shmad. Of destruction, it's one of the curses of Bavel. So that's what we said. My Rabbi Yitzchak, Ra'ite shenotim mishem afar the tit libnei amakom. So so for tomakom ein bo yishuv lozer v'lonetia. It's an unsettled place, uncivilized place, because they, all they use it for is a source for dirt to build other things. I would have associated it with Migdal Bavel. 
that they built the bricks, they were making the Venim there. Either way, that he was going to leave Babel desolate after Hashem says what they did to Klaisel. And when he used to see donkeys that were taking dirt, Tariflu Yadagabai used to place a hand on their back, Vamar Ruhutu Tzadike, Nimevad Ruhutu Demaraichu. Go Tzadikim to do the will of your master. And because they were taking the dirt, I assume that was an indication of the desolation of Babel, and they were carrying out the word of Hashem. They were doing Hashem's bidding in destroying the place and leaving it desolate. When Ravina used to go to Babel, he used to take Afar Mishadi the Bara, and then he would throw it out, that he will sweep it away with the broom of destruction, sweep it away with destruction. So I'm Ravashi Anaha, the Rabumnuna Loshmili. I didn't hear this practice of Rabumnuna. Elamidatai Berichtino, Ulukulu. Even though he had this practice to make all these brachot, but I came up with it myself. Uh, we'll stop here.